millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. Obviously, we're looking at the, uh, the, the issues that are raised by vaccination certification. What can you do? Now, in aviation, clearly there uh, lots of countries are thinking about using uh, some sort of vaccine uh, passport. Uh, no decisions have been taken at all. One thing I will make clear is none of this is obviously going to apply uh, on April the 12th when uh, it will all be outdoors anyway. They're not coming next week, but listening to Boris Johnson, it does appear some kind of COVID passport scheme is on the way. A government review of certifications is due to report in April, and it's not just about foreign travel. One suggestion is a kind of opt-in scheme for pubs, where landlords can choose whether to ask their customers for proof they've been vaccinated or don't have coronavirus. But it could be very complicated to implement, with the Prime Minister himself admitting there are people who can't be vaccinated for medical reasons, like pregnant women. Is it right to de facto ban someone like that from meeting friends in a bar? David Ellis, who's the editor of the Evening Standard's Reveler Pages, is with me. And David, there doesn't seem to be a lot of detail out there on what's being considered. What do we actually know? Well, there's a lot of hysteria about the idea we might just be banned from pubs if we don't have the vaccine. But what's actually being said is that they would leave it to publicans to decide on their own terms whether they would let customers in or not, whether they'd had the vaccine or whether they'd uh, tested negative for COVID recently or not. I think it's important just to remember that if you haven't tested negative recently, i.e. you've tested positive, you probably shouldn't be going out anyway. So maybe it's not the end of the world to have that there. But is it really for for pubs to be the ones who are deciding, you know, on public health policy in effect of whether people can go into their bars or not? I mean, that is a fairly valid question. As much as I might love a lot of landlords I know, I don't know if they should be making decisions about the public's health. Uh, any more than, you know, you or I would make that decision. I certainly don't feel qualified to do it. And I think also you've got to remember that for these publicans, it's quite a big burden to take on this decision. And it's a big burden for their young members of staff who are going to be having to deal with customers who probably, if they don't have the correct piece of paperwork, are going to be a bit argy-bargy because they're desperate just to get back into their local. Realistically, though, David, I mean, we're talking about a sector that's been effectively shut down for about a year now. It's desperate to get customers back in. There are some bubs who are literally fighting for survival right now. Are they really going to be turning potential paying customers away at the door? That's the heart of this issue, right? Is that uh, 
it's good for pubs because it will allow them to drop social distancing rules so they can get more people in. But I think the public will dictate whether or not this policy comes into effect. If you run a pub and you decide that you don't want to ask if someone's had a, a COVID vaccination or has recently tested negative, if that affects your custom because people don't want to come in because they don't feel safe, then you are more likely probably to bring in this policy. And I think because it's being left to the landlords, whether or not they ask that question, they can decide and change their policy according to how busy or not they are. You know, and if a really, really busy place feels that it's a bit unsafe, they might bring it in just to make sure that they're protecting all their customers too. I think that's going to be really interesting because you can see situations where you've got two pubs next door to each other. One requires a COVID certificate. The other one doesn't. Which one do you feel most safe walking into, isn't it? That could be a really interesting position for London. Yeah, and I think that's basically it. It's going to be up to the public because... As you say, pubs are dying and they need uh, a lot of support. And the government probably should be providing that support rather than putting more questions about the sector and its safety into the limelight right now. But yeah, if you had two pubs on the same street and people just aren't going to the one that's not testing, I would expect that that pub would start to test and vice versa. If people don't want to go through the hassle, if they don't want to have an argument with staff, if they think it's too much to have to show a piece of paper, then they'll go to the one that's not testing. And I mean... Basically, that's that's how the economy works. That's how business works. That's how you get custom. So if a system like this was set up, whether it's ad hoc or not, according to whichever bar it is, how is that going to be affecting potential customers? I think we've got to think that it's going to be quite unfair on young people because a lot of uh, the over 50s now, most of them have had uh, or they're well on their way to having the vaccine. Um, but for the young people... Uh, they've already had the biggest job losses of anyone. And now that they're being told that they potentially might not be able to go to their pub, that's pretty rough. That said, of course, just because we've got to focus on the idea that it could also be you just haven't tested negative recently. As long as those tests are freely available to everyone, hopefully it wouldn't affect people disproportionately. And of course, young people are a massive sector for this, particularly if you look at the nightclubs, which have all shut down. Yeah, of course. And I think that's the other thing when it comes to the trade is uh, young people often uh, help support these places. They're their key customers. They're the people who are going out the most. Um, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I could certainly drink a lot more. Um, and so they're spending more money when they're going out. Uh, so people will want them back. Uh, and if you were to in any way sort of affect young people being going out, I think that restaurants, pubs and bars would really feel that. David, of all the, 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 the bars and restaurants and things that you've spoken to, how are they getting ready for starting to, to reopen now, assuming that that all go, does go ahead? Yeah, I mean, they're incredibly busy. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. There's running over protocols. There's also the matter that a lot of staff haven't been working really for a long time. So there's retraining happening. There's uh, making sure people are familiar with, with all the basics that have just sort of been forgotten over the course of, of not being in work. Um, there's a, an enormous um, uh, sort of emphasis on health and safety. The industry does not want to see this happen again, and they will do everything that they can to ensure that there is not a fourth lockdown uh, and that they certainly would be no part of that and they wouldn't have caused it. I think there's some resentment that uh, non-essential retail is being allowed to open first. And so they would like to be in a position that if anything like this did ever happen again, that they would be right at the forefront of being allowed to open because the costs of closing and the 
consequent costs of reopening are enormous. They, they affect trades uh, far more than just you're allowed to be open constantly, but in a limited way. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash reveller for everything you need to know about going out in London, which is going to be particularly handy now that the lockdown end date is near. That's the leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you never miss out on our news, analysis, interviews and features. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.